Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut, November 8th edition of the show. Lovely Monday for all of you. Joe Biden, the infrastructure bill, heads to his desk after the House passes it. He changes his mind, or at least changes his tune, on payments to migrant families separate of the border of the Trump administration. We'll get into that. His numbers, polling numbers, look awful right now, but Kamala's look even worse Plus, you have the Surgeon General making it sound like the COVID mandate might get extended to small business, too, which would make sense because there's never enough tyranny for these people. And the Fifth Circuit, Fifth Circuit Court has put in place a a uh, a stay on the uh, federal vaccine mandate. We will talk about all of that and more. When Tunnel to Towers sets their mind to helping families of 9-11 first responders and our soldiers fighting the war on terrorism, they're committed. This year alone, they are helping 200 families move into mortgage-free homes with the help of your donations. That's a remarkable effort on its own, but that's not all. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has done much more. They've dedicated the summer months of August and September to honor those first responders of 9-11 with a tribute that allows us to never forget their bravery and sacrifice. Tunnel to Towers Foundation continues to honor and remember with a tribute set for Veterans Day coming up soon. On a day-to-day basis, Tunnel to Towers Foundation dedicates themselves to looking after our first responders and soldiers. You might not know the names of these firefighters, police officers, EMT crew members that answered the call on 9-11, but the team at Tunnel to Towers does. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. It's a great organization. $11 a month. You're helping our warriors and their families and our first responders um, doing really important work. Tell them the Towers Foundation. Go check it out. The Biden administration, the bleak approval numbers we're talking about here, despite the fact that what's the lesson that they have taken so far from the beating they took in Virginia, the Democrats took in Virginia. The lesson is, oh, as soon as we just spend more money, as soon as we pass more of the stuff that we've been saying we're going to pass, then all of a sudden everything will get better. That's what they've been telling you. That's the promise they've made. And yet it doesn't look like that's going to happen, at least not right now. They have uh, Ron Klain, for example, the chief of staff. Some say the most powerful person in the United States government because he makes more decisions than anybody else. But here is Ron Klain. Uh, is he? we got to come up with a name for Klain. I don't know. Klain... Clean brain? No, that's not good. we got to come up with something. But here he is, the voters sending a message. Play 10, please, if you would, my good man, because that's the clip that we need to hear. Well, look, I do think the voters uh, sent a message on Tuesday. They wanted to see more action in Washington. They wanted to see things move more quickly. And, and three days later, Congress responded, passing the president's infrastructure bill. But, but a lot of work went into getting us there over the past few months. So I don't think the election alone put it over the line. What put it over the line was President Biden starting back in uh, April, putting it before the country, working with Democrats and Republicans in the Senate to get it through the Senate in August, working with a broad coalition in the House to finally pass it. You know, Chuck, this is the oldest show on television, as you know. As long as this show has been on the air, people have come on the show and said we should make a massive investment in infrastructure to grow the economy, to strengthen the thing. We finally did it on Friday. That's the bottom line for, for us, I think. Yeah, and yet all that spin, I know you're dizzy from all the spin you just heard, all that spin from Ron Klain cannot change the fact that the 
top line numbers in the USA Today poll that are out, 37% approval for Biden, 59% disapproval. And Kamala's numbers are even worse, 27% approval rating, 51% disapproval rating. Nobody likes Kamala. I mean, the only people like Kamala live in D.C., New York, and Los Angeles and work in media pretty much. That's it. The, the Kamala has no constituency in this country. It's amazing to watch them try to prop her up, a politician for whom the machine has handed everything or to whom the machine has handed everything and who does not actually have any particular, uh, well, any particular leadership skills to speak of. So they're, they're trying to tell you they pass infrastructure. We're all supposed to be so excited about that. But that's not enough. That's not sufficient. People still recognize there are a lot of problems in the country. And here's just one of them. And I told you the polling numbers, they're way down. Joe Biden told us last week when we talked about the $450,000, $450,000, which I would assume would be a tax-free judgment because it's the federal government paying it as well, uh, per family, up to a million dollars a family, actually, 450000 an individual per family separated at the border. Um, here's, here's what we owe people who came to the country illegally and families were separated at the border. You know what we owe them? Bring, uh, un- unseparating the family. That's it. That's it. That's what the government owes them. Unseparate the family. That's it. So, yeah, they should bring them back together for sure. It's kind of remarkable and, and appalling that that hasn't already happened. But that's what they should do. That's it. There's nothing else. No money. Not, sending, not signing big checks to people. So Joe Biden, as you know, had said that that was, that was not true. It was a lie. And now here he is in classic Biden fashion telling everybody, Oh, actually, what I said wasn't true. Maybe I didn't know, or maybe I wasn't awake, or who knows. Where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't Uh, say that. It was straight. You said everybody coming across the border is $500,000, So the number was what you had a problem? The number I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child, it's gone, you deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstances. What that would be, I have no idea. I have no idea. Lost your child, yelling, lost your child. Uh... No joke. No joke, friend. He is the worst. Um, He's not actually some nice guy. He's not some cuddly old grandpa. That was all just the media trying to prop him up and make people think that he was a better guy than he actually is. Uh, He's a a jerk. I mean, look at look at Hunter Biden. I I hate to be this guy who points stuff out. Look at this guy's look at this guy's son. What a mess. Not a mess like he hasn't risen to the occasion of having his dad as the president. I mean, this guy's a, a real a real challenge. He's basically a criminal, right? I mean, he's gotten you know, involved in all kinds of shady stuff. And that's that's the president's that's the president's son. You sit here and say, "I'm sorry. Uh why is it that we have to pretend that Joe Biden is something other than what he is, which is just a political hack and a buffoon? He's president of the United States, sure, but look what they said about Trump. Oh, Trump was a traitor and a rapist and a racist and all these terrible things. None of which was true. None of which was true. The things I'm saying about Joe Biden are manifestly true. They're obvious, in fact. 
But yeah, he went from, oh, no, we're not going to pay to, oh, it was just the number that I was objecting to. It was just the number. Um, and then he is here trying to tell the media, hey, you guys haven't done a good enough job explaining to everybody what the reality of the supply chain crisis that's happening under my administration is. Don't you realize you're supposed to be my little propagandists? We've never faced anything like this before. I mean, I'm not saying it's the worst of every time in American history, but we never faced anything this this sort of defiant of understanding of what's going on. And you can understand why people are upset. And I, I, whether you have a PhD or you're, or, or you're working you know, in a restaurant, it's confusing. And so people are understandably worried. They're worried. And so all I can say is what I'm going to try to do is explain to the American people as best I can. And by the way, you all write for a living. I haven't seen any one of you explain supply chain very well. No, no, I'm not being critical. No, 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 I'm not being critical. Does he know what the word critical means? Because that's that's actually being critical, right? If I say you're not doing your job well, I'm criticizing you. But this is a this is a Joe Biden thing. He also likes to say, you know, no joke when no one thinks he's joking. He'd be like, hey, it's 55 degrees outside. No joke. No joke. I mean, what is that? This guy's an idiot, but. The supply chain issue, sure, yeah, there's a lot of factors. That's, there's a lot of factors in the economy, a lot of things. Look at the decisions that they have made. Look at what they've actually done. And uh, that is making the situation worse at a bare minimum. Making the situation worse, there's no question about it. So I just, I'm telling you, it's getting crazy. Big Bird! Oh, hi, friends. I'm Big Bird. I don't know. I, I didn't really watch Sesame Street as a kid. So my Big Bird impression is not really very good. I like the count better. One, two, three. That one's fun. That one's easy to do. You know? Oh, there's Elmo. We can all do Elmo, right? You just make your voice basically as high as you possibly can. Elmo. But then there's, uh, hey, I'm Big Bird. I'm getting the shot. And I'm going to have to get a shot again every six months. For the rest of my big yellow bird life, I'm going to have to keep getting shot after shot, kids. So Big Bird is now uh, putting it out there that he has been vaccinated against COVID-19. I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing's feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that helps keep me and others healthy. I mean, we actually probably have a soundbite of him somewhere, but that's what he that's what he actually said. That's the quote, believe it or not, of Big Bird. I know my Big Bird impression sucks, but that's because I don't really watch Big Bird. So I never saw them. I didn't watch Sesame Street. I was too cool. I was watching Thundercats, G.I. Joe. That's right. There used to be we used to have like military cartoons where guys were waving flags and loved America. And that was what we grew up on as kids. Now it's all, you know gender-neutral Teletubbies or whatever. It's just crazy what's happened to kids these days. Get off my lawn! But it's it's a real thing. So Big Bird is out there uh, pushing this stuff onto kids. And they're saying, oh, no, he's not. He's just saying he got... Come on. They're, they're, why are they having Sesame Street do this, right? Because they want kids to get the... Oh, it just... The FDA just happens to approve the vaccine for kids. And then Big Bird all of a sudden saying, I got the vaccine. So this is where... Uh, we're going to have to really confront the fact that there are a lot of people for whom the COVID pandemic is more a mental illness now than anything else. A lot of people out there who will say things like, uh, I'm going to make sure my child is safe from COVID by getting them the shot. I'm going to listen to my pediatrician. 
I'm going to listen to the CDC. Uh, you can do numbers, right? You can actually do the math yourself. One in a, if you're worried about a one in a million chance of something happening to you, you should never go outside your house. And even inside your house, there are dangers, as you know. But if you're going to worry about a one in a million shot against your, for your child, and remember, the, there's a one in a million shot for that. Now people are starting to worry, well, what is the long-term myocarditis risk for children? Do they know? They don't know, but it doesn't matter. The government's making you take a shot that, confirmed on the record, has, in fact, caused people to have a lethal incident. That's happened. There are, it's very, very few, fine, but people have died from taking this shot. So I, I think that's noteworthy. The government's now forcing you to do something, pretending like there's a 0% chance. There's not a 0% chance. Right. So they're making risk decisions for you about your, about your body, your health. That is what the government is in the process of right now. And that's why when they start to roll out Big Bird and other tools of propaganda, a lot of us get upset about this. But uh, you have Bill Maher, for example, even willing to say the following. Here you go. I know some people seem to not want to give up on the wonderful pandemic, but you know what? <laughs> it's over. There's always going to be a variance. You shouldn't have to wear masks. It's the Democrats who seem to be, I mean, I travel in every state now back on the road and the red states are a joy and the blue states are a pain in the ass for no reason. He's totally right. He's totally right. The blue states now, this has become like a cultural, political signifier. The blue states have turned into, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid of COVID, I'm so afraid of COVID. It's like, all these people walking around so afraid, I got COVID. I had to go through all their stupid bull crap, I got COVID. Couldn't avoid it. Hundreds of millions of Americans at this point have gotten COVID, or at least, you know, 150 million plus have gotten COVID. So they act like, oh, we're going to protect you. Really? I mean, half the country's basically already gotten this thing. Oh, we're mitigating so well. No, we're not. We're just not. We've all seen it. They got to grow up. They got to get a grip. Libs, I ask you, libs out there, I know you're not listening to this because you're libs, but if you were, stop being crazy. Stop being crazy. Stop forcing the vaccine into the arms of small children. Stop acting like you're heroes for doing this stuff. It's madness. We'll come back. They're not done. Even with the big mandate, which now the Fifth Circuit Court down in the uh, Texas South, uh, you know, Texas Southwestern region, or well, it's the, it's the South, the western part of the South. Anyway, uh, Fifth Circuit Court has uh, put a little bit of a speed bump into this process. We'll talk more about the legal side of it in a second. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. You got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap, an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, -day, all for just $99 a month. It's month-to-month, -month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot -E com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E -E dot com slash buck, Bambi dot com 
slash Bach. B-A-M-B-E-E. Check it out, friends. You will uh, really be glad you did. The Surgeon General Vivek Murthy wants you to know, you know, it's a possibility that we're just going to extend this whole government overreach federal mandate thing to small businesses, too, because I've been saying all along, is it kind of arbitrary? A hundred or more? Well, this is what they always do. It's always just a little bit, just a little bit, just this section, just that section. Incrementalism is how they always get their way. Until we say no, they keep going. Here is Vivek Murthy telling everybody that the mandate may extend to small businesses soon. I don't know, maybe. Clip four. Well, Martha, certainly nothing is off the table at this moment, but the focus right now is on implementing uh, the current rule that OSHA put out. And finally, let me just emphasize that these rules actually work. What we've seen in a report issued recently was that on average, businesses that put these requirements in place see a 20% increase in vaccination rates, often boosting them into the 90s. So if we realize, as we have over the past year, that vaccination is our one of our key pathways out of this pandemic, these requirements will do a lot to get us to where the finish line. Yeah. What's the finish line? What is the finish line? Just wondering. Just wondering. I'm curious. How do we get there? What does it look like? There is no finish line. It's Fauciism forever, baby. That's what they want for you. More shots, more shots. They never get tired of this. They're never done with this. Why are they all so freaked out at Aaron Rodgers, too? You know, I don't, I don't pay much attention to the sports stuff. I feel like America's sports obsession is just completely out of, out of whack. But that's a whole other conversation. I, I, but like Aaron Rodgers, okay, the guy had COVID. He had natural immunity. Well, he doesn't want to get the shot. What's the big deal? Oh, he was lying about it because he said he was immunized. Well, he was immunized. So, you know, pay attention to the words the guy uses. I mean, who cares? He's one guy. He had 150 million people with this thing. More than that, probably. Probably more like 200 million people now have had COVID. So what are they even talking about? What's all the whining? Such a bunch of babies. But then Terry Bradshaw, who from, you know, the rumor mill I've heard is a reasonably nice guy, but very stupid. For whatever that's worth. Here he is. Play clip seven. I'd give Aaron Rodgers some advice. It would have been nice if he had just come to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest. Yeah. to lie because that's what you did Aaron you lied to everyone I understand immunized what you were doing was taking stuff that would keep you from getting COVID-19 you got COVID-19 ivermectin is a cattle dewormer sorry folks that's what it is we are a divided nation politically we're a divided nation on the COVID-19 whether or not to take the vaccine and unfortunately we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves and I'm extremely disappointed in the actions of Aaron Rodgers Extremely disappointed. Who cares? This isn't some moral question. What difference does it make? Jen Psaki is vaccinated. She got COVID. Just back off, everybody. Stop being crazy. Stop being crazy. They can't, they can't do it. They can't come up with it. Um, and what's their basic justification for this? I knew this was going to be it. Oh, if OSHA can make you wear a hard hat. This is like the people that are talking about seatbelts. Oh, seatbelts. Got to wear a seatbelt. Same thing as all the COVID restrictions. Really? You think it's the same thing? You're making people live their lives in constant discomfort and putting them at risk for, in the case of vaccines, a whole range of things. It's the same as a seatbelt, though. Oh, sure it is. The seatbelt tyrants are out there. So because the government, by the way, I would argue the government should not have been able to make you wear seatbelts this whole time, actually. It's not a commerce issue. I think they're out of control. But here they are. Here is uh, Ron Klain telling you, we can make you do everything. 
We can make you do whatever we want. Look, these vaccine requirements have been litigated up and down the courts all over the country. State requirements, for example, one in Maine, uh, and every single court before this one ruled that they were valid. The Supreme Court has turned back several times already, various efforts to enjoin uh, other vaccine requirements. Uh, I'm quite confident that when this finally gets fully adjudicated, not just a temporary order, right. uh, the, the validity of this requirement will be upheld. It's common right. sense, Chuck. If OSHA can tell people to wear a hard, hard hat on the job, right. to be, be careful on chemicals, it can put, put, put in place these simple measures to keep our workers safe. Can OSHA mandate that you get tested for COVID every single day for the rest of your life? Are, are there any limits? To, I just want to know, are there any limits to this whatsoever? Why do we have Congress if OSHA can just do these things? What's the point? Why have, why have a legislative body... If you can have an unelected bureaucracy just make you do things because they say without any without any legislative underpinning for it whatsoever. What else can OSHA make you do? What else uh, in in the health realm can they do? Can they make you wear a mask uh, all the time, indoors, outdoors, all the time? I'm, I'm sure people would say yes, by the way. The lunatic libs would say yes. These people are tyrants, folks. They're idiots, too. What they keep telling you we have to do doesn't work and they don't care. They want it their way. They're terrified, and they've terrified people, or they're just exploiting them. That's what we were up against now. Total irrationality. Fight this madness. Fight this madness. I did see Eric Adams, a new New York City mayor, starting in January, saying that maybe, just maybe, he'll get rid of the, va- of the uh, mask mandate in schools. I mean, I want to celebrate that, but it's insane, absolutely insane, that there is a mask mandate in schools. It does nothing. It's idiotic. This is for neurotic adults who can't get a grip. And they're making children suffer as a result. And they don't care. What, whatever, whatever, whatever gets the, uh, the libs to feel like they're the good people. Oh, we take the virus so seriously. We do so much to take the virus seriously. What is wrong with these people? Well, a lot, unfortunately. A lot is wrong with them. All right, team, uh, go check out BuckSexton.com. I'll have an editorial up there tomorrow for all of you to read. Also, tonight I should be on Fox News during the 7 o'clock hour, so be sure to tune in. And please become a supporter of my Locals account. Go to BuckSexton.Locals.com. That's BuckSexton.Locals.com. And we'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Shields high!